And good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of X Vlog Live. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And today, folks, I have the pleasure, the honor, if you will, to sit down with one of the community's absolute finest, Miles Dompierre. Uh, listen, folks, we we have to get to before we get into the introductions. I need a favor, okay? And I'm going to say this during the show. I don't really ask. You'll never see me ask for anything for me because I'm a doer and I love helping others. And right now, folks, right now, as this start of this podcast, we have almost 50 people already here, which is bonkers, right? Miles Dompierre, his new, newly acquired or newly started YouTube channel is 13 subscribers away from 1K. And I think that it would be super cool to not only do this before Christmas, but to do it live on the air. So if you think that you might have been subscribed because you followed him on Windows Central Gaming, there has been a bit of a split, and he is now in charge and running on his YouTube channel, Xbox Chatterdays. So if you didn't know, now you do. Head over to him. Click him on Twitter. Go to his YouTube, his uh, where his YouTube channel is. Click it, subscribe. Let's get him past 1K live on the air. Miles, how the hell are you doing? Boom, man! That is quite the intro. I have always appreciate your your generosity. That is that is amazing of you to reach out to the community, rally behind it. Yeah, if you don't know, I do have a new YouTube channel. It's been going about a month, doing my own thing. Finally, I've had people encouraging me behind the scenes for a long time. And so finally, I took the initiative and started my own little thing. I've been building up Windows Central Gaming for the last few years. And so I was like, you know what? It's time to do a little Miles thing. So it's just YouTube.com slash Miles Dompierre. Me and I get to talk about, obviously, it's Xbox, but a bunch of other stuff as well. So uh, yeah, if you guys haven't and you want to check out what I'm doing over there, that that means a lot. But I'm excited. I'm I'm wearing an Evil Dead shirt in your honor, Mr. Oh, Boomstick. Yeah, got an Evil Dead shirt. You can't this see it, but I am rocking. Stick. <laughs> that's right. I'm rocking the Evil Dead shirt in solidarity, ready to talk about some video games. Let's go, buddy. You know, it's funny you say Evil Dead. I have an incredible collectible. Uh, about maybe 15 years ago, it might be more. They released uh, a, a Necronomicon about this big, a special edition that came with all the films. Yes. It's in storage because Mrs. Boom was like, I don't like that thing in the house. <laughs> yes. Okay. So behind me it, on this side, you can see the Bulbasaur in yes. the light. Right next yeah, to yeah. the Bulbasaur is, is my Necronomicon oh, from so the good. Evil Dead, the game's uh, collector's edition. So, Which yeah. I missed out on, and I just want to punch myself in the face. That, that, <laughs> I, I mean, me of all people to miss that, it's just, it's just awful. But listen, ladies and gentlemen... We have a great show for you. Uh, the next 70 or 80 minutes, uh, we, we're going to be hitting you with story after story after story. we got some breaking news to get into. We're going to be talking about high on life on how many people in the community are really, really enjoying this Xbox uh, you know, and PC exclusive directly into Xbox Game Pass, which is another key feature to this game. Um, I've been playing it. I think I'm about maybe three or four hours i'm just about to get to the second bounty uh, because you obviously you are an intergalactic bounty hunter um and the, the game is really not that hard i don't know if i should up the difficulty or not but i i am quite enjoying it i did get my hands on stabby which is the knife and it is hilarious because like literally from uh. from the jump 
you know, you, you, you get the knife and the person that sells you the knife, it tells you to stab them. And I was, I was, I was questioning my, my, my morale. I'm like, my morals will come and do I actually, he just sold me that <laughs> I stab him. And yes, I, I stabbed him and, you know, I got an achievement for it. So, you know what, it was worth it in the end, uh, to be honest with you. But uh, folks, listen, um, the hot topic for 2022 has been the ABK deal. Uh, and obviously on this channel, we have covered it every time there has been breaking news. And folks, I'm here to tell you, um, as of this morning, we have more breaking news. Uh, this comes the way of several people that reached out to me, but let me just make sure I get it right because I don't I don't want to not give the credit where the credit is due. Um, let me find out. Let's see, was it, let's see. Oh, yeah, it was Mass Hole 1977. He DM'd me this morning. Uh, with uh, a clip of the uh, of 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 people coming to Microsoft's defense, coming to my, to Activision's defense in order to get this deal done, calling on the FTC to reverse their lawsuit, uh, and it turns out, uh, folks, I thought that the CWA was the biggest uh, union here in the states. Well, I was wrong, folks. Um, apparently. The uh, America's Union, as it's called, it's the AFL-CIO. Well, they are combined are two of the largest unions in the country. What I didn't know, folks, is that the AFL-CIO has 12.5 million active members. Uh, when you compare that to the CWA that has 800,000 members, it is literally uh, 12 or 14 times more. Uh, they have come to the defense of Microsoft, and what's even more breaking news is what they said in the letter that had me immediately get goosebumps. And I'm going to read that letter for you right now, folks, because it's interesting. Okay, now I'm pulling up the document in front of me. You see, here it is. Now, this was written. The statement comes from the AFL-CIO president, Liz Schuller, on the FTC decision to sue to block Microsoft's Activision Blizzard deal. And this is what she had to say, folks, and I'm going to read it verbatim. It's disappointing that the Federal Trade Commission, FTC, is suing to block the Microsoft Activision Blizzard deal that would create a stronger company and protect consumers by empowering workers. With any merger, there are many factors to assess, but the needs of the workers should always be taken into account. When workers are able to stand together, it creates a culture of checks and balances within a company that ultimately benefits consumers and the general public. The proposed acquisition of Microsoft would give, Act would give Activision Blizzard workers the freedom to join a union through employer neutrality, empowering them to build a stronger company and serve as a check to unethical corporate practices, a win both for workers and consumers. And this is the goosebump inducing moment, folks. Now, we know the FTC doesn't want this deal to go through. We know that Sony has, by hell or high water, wants to get this deal blocked. But what are we waiting on, folks? Well, we're waiting on the EU Commission and the, uh, the CMA to, give, to, to levy their decisions, which is supposed to come mid January 2023. So we're a couple of weeks away. And obviously, if they both say no, the deal is dead. And then that's gonna, that that's the end of the story. 
But if they both come away with accepting concessions, which we heard are the most extreme concessions I think I've ever heard in any um, media deal since covering uh, gaming, for, you know, the last five years, but just media and it's in itself. Uh, I made the comparison last night, Miles, that this is like Disney buying Fox and then making a deal with Netflix to put X-Men sh- movies and shows on their service. That's how that's how crazy this deal is by offering Call of Duty in PlayStation Plus. It's it's bonkers, folks. But this is what Liz Schuller closes out this letter. And this is where the goosebumps induce each corporate merger must be assessed on its merits and consider the impact on workers. Despite this action by the FTC, we're confident a federal judge will side with the communication workers of America, the European Commission, and countless others who support this deal so that video game workers are finally giving a chance to improve their lives and create a stronger company by having union on the job. Now, let me just read that again, make sure that I'm hearing myself and that you're hearing me. The the communication workers is one part of it. But the European Commission and countless others who support this deal, Miles, this is massive. Uh, Considering the position of Liz Schuller, who is the president of the AFL-CIO, I don't necessarily think that this is uh, a nudge. I don't think this is a nod. I don't think this is a mistake. I think that she knew exactly what she was doing when she tipped her hand to say that the European Commission is on their side, that's really saying something. Yeah, what's really fascinating about this entire deal is early on for me, when I heard that Microsoft was looking to acquire Activision Blizzard King, cool, Call of Duty and Game Pass, cool, Diablo and Game Pass, all the stuff that means for us as players, That was that's exciting, definitely exciting. You know, if we get to play more games and pay less money as a consumer, yeah, let's go. But, for me, a huge component of this deal that I feel like Microsoft and, and the FTC and all these re- regulators haven't touched on at all is what this means for the employees. Because going into this deal, it was year after year after year of horrible PR for Activision because people were saying it was a terrible place to work. Terrible compensation, terrible practices, overtime crunch, you know, all of the, the sexual assault and sexual harassment allegations, it sounded like a miserable place to work. And then Microsoft steps in and says, we're going to buy it. And since then, that hasn't been touched on. We haven't heard Microsoft say really what that means for the culture. Obviously, I have hopes that they're going to improve it. But it is really important that we talk about what that means for the the workers in this case as well. So to see this letter come out and to say that people support it because of the workers, that is a big deal. Because as much as we don't really like to hear about the human element of game development, game design, Indeed. we we can't eliminate, we can't, you know, just skirt that and say, I don't care about the people who make the games because I just want the best deal and I just want the best games possible. Well, we do want those things. We do want the best games. We do want the best deal. It can't, it cannot come at the cost of somebody else. Like I don't, I love video games, but I don't want, you know, to know that someone destroyed themselves, destroyed their life, destroyed their health to make me a video game. And we hear those stories. 
time and time again, people who went into the games industry with the best intentions, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, ready to take on the world, ready to follow their passions, and then just to be chewed up and spit out by this machine and then come out on the other side hating it, hating the entire industry. That, that to me, is like the most disheartening, upsetting thing about the current state of video game development. And as we move into the, the world of AI, which is, you know, people are trying to position that as something that's going to just make games and art and the human component obsolete, essentially, um, we got to start thinking about what that means for us. We got to start thinking about our own best interests in terms of, you know, working. Um, because as you all know, things are getting more and more expensive. All right. And a lot of these companies want you to do more for less. And they expect you to do more for less. And then we are on the other side trying to pay our bills, trying to pay for gas. And we're just at this unsustainable curve right now. And it's important that people are stepping in and saying, all right, we got it. We got to adjust the scales a little bit in the workers favor. All right. Um, so this letter is really important. European Commission. Obviously, there's a lot of people who do support this deal for what it means for the industry and, and consumers. But this is the first time on a big scale we're having somebody step up and say, all right, well, this is what it means for the workers. And for me, that's a big W. That's a big win. Yeah, you know, I, I, I talk about it on a regular basis because I was fortunate in my 21 21-year career as a police officer to have a union to, that backed me. Uh, and I can tell you that I have worked in jobs prior to, you know, being, uh, you know, a, 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 someone that serves the, the great people of the city where I didn't have a union and where bosses could take advantage of you and do the heinous things that we saw, we heard happen um, at ABK. Right. Especially specifically Activision, where we heard that there were things like Bill Cosby rooms for sexual assaults to happen uh, and sexual misconduct to happen on, on a regular basis, where it was the the known as the boys club. And, and, and to think that 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 something like that would occur in this time in, in the world is, is not only frightening, it's 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 quite frankly, it's disgusting. Now, uh, I know that I. Uh, I like doing my research, folks, and I like uh, bringing facts to any conversation I do. Uh, you know, you said something pretty interesting, Miles. You know, Microsoft has not broken down what they're going to do to, to you know, to change the culture. And I don't think that they can yeah. because they don't own they don't have ownership of it yet. Exactly. Uh, this is something that's going to happen you know, potentially when the deal is done uh, because Microsoft is who they are now, not the Microsoft of the 90s. Uh, and because, uh, you know, uh, culture and and people actually matter to their business practices, uh, there's a reason why they're in the top 10 for Glassdoor. Now, Glassdoor is one of the, uh, you know, private sites that uh, go out and judge and rank uh, businesses, and Microsoft is in the top ten as being one of the best places to work uh, in this country. Um, so that that is a big deal. So I, I have a, a strong opinion on, or or, or my, my position for Microsoft making the culture better at these three entities is a strong one, simply because of how they conduct themselves. Who's in charge? You know, Satya Nadala, yes, businessman, genius, sure. But he's a human being and everything that he's done as leader of, of Microsoft has shown that they are not, um, you know, the Microsoft of old. Uh, and I think it, more importantly, you know, obviously, you know, we 
we want games, folks, right? Like, that's what we're here to talk about. That's what we're going to do after the show. That's usually what we're doing prior to the show. And that's what's on your screen right now. But at the end of the day, a lot of us, many of us, take for granted that people, folks, human beings, make these games. And they should have a voice. They should have standard protection from being abused. We shouldn't hear about someone like Bobby Kotek threatening the life of someone because they didn't do what he wanted. Who gives him the power to do that? Because he's rich? That doesn't give anybody power. You just have money. That's, that shouldn't give you the right to threaten anybody. You're, you're a law-abiding citizen just like all of us. You commit a crime, it's a crime. So that's why these two unions stepping up uh, against the FTC and, well, the, the, the Lena Khan led FTC, because at the end of the day, I know people's like, don't put the spotlight on her because it's not really fair. You don't know. Look, I don't know the lady. I don't know what her what her uh, her political ambitions are. I can tell you what's right is right, folks. What's wrong is wrong. And what Lena Khan is doing, just based on the statement that she dropped on Tuesday, she is all in for a political career. She is she's trying to pad. And, and again, after losing six different cases since she has taken over, she's hell-bent on winning something. And Microsoft just happened to be the next one in line. So she's going to try and draw blood no matter what. And at the end of the day, I think it's illegal. I think it's an abuse of power. And I think that they're already being sued uh, by a company that uh, is, is, is questioning the way they do things. And I agree. I, th- I think that it's unconstitutional the way the FTC is allowed to run unchecked. Uh, and a perfect example of that, folks, is the fact that that is supposed to have five seats. They have four because someone quit because of no one listens there. And that's a problem. But uh, like I said, as as important as the worker conversation is, and it is, it's, it's, it's paramount to this conversation, Miles. What jumps off the page for me is the European Commission statement. Um, I don't think that this is a mistake. I don't think that you can be someone in this position, Miles, say something as damning as this, because basically it's putting the the EU commission on blast saying, hey, guys, we know you're with Microsoft. And just recently, right, what happened Monday? They came out and they threw Lena Khan under the bus and say, hold on a second, Miss Khan. We, 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 Microsoft never made any promises to us that they broke. And that's in their legal document that's why they're suing. So, I mean, it, right right there, is, it, it's a hindrance to the case. I don't know whoever wrote that document, not so good at, at writing law, because you claimed that the European Commission was bamboozled by Microsoft, and that didn't happen. And like I said, a lot of us have been, you know, waiting patiently to figure out what the, uh, the EU and the CMA are going to do. And I originally had some doubts for them, but apparently they're the ones that are going to be actually listening to the concessions, taking them into account. There was a document posted, which we thought was by Epic Games. Turns out that it wasn't, and we don't know who it is. It was redacted. That that was that's uh, that said this deal does not hurt the industry. In fact, it makes it better. And I think more of those documents, Miles, are going to come around. Did you get a chance to read that document? Um, which which document was the this? one that came what out with uh, w- uh, supporting the deal? It was it was it was the uh, the um, this. Uh, the EU's um, 
I mean, the CMA's uh, inquiry uh, to other publishers and developers in the oh, industry yes. asking about yes. the deal. Yeah, because we've heard um, Strauss Zelnick from 2K yes. make yep. similar comments as well. So we know there are a lot of publishers who, A, either support the deal or B, don't really care enough to to comment. And I think that's where most big publishers are is because when you look at the fundamentals of the deal, isolated from the rest of the industry, there aren't a lot of things that are li literally illegal. And I know that's kind of the, the whole process here is you got to find things that are against the law. And that's the reason that this deal can't go through. Right. We can talk about the implications for what it could mean and what Microsoft could theoretically do. But when we look at just the deal isolated from the rest of the industry, there's not a lot of red flags. And I think that's why a lot of these other publishers, especially publishers who don't have Call of Duty, are like, and it doesn't really, it's not going to impact me. It's not going to hurt me. And mm -hmm. if you look at Game Pass and if you look at Microsoft making these huge concessions, which are obviously in a... <laughs> Very generous effort to not have this go to court because Microsoft says they will fight it. I can guarantee you that they don't want it to go to court. They don't want to pay the legal fees. They don't want to drag this out any longer than it needs to be because, as we know, the economy is not in a, in, in a great shape. A lot of people are uncertain about the future. A lot of people are concerned. No matter what, no matter what the economy looks like, Microsoft has to pay $69 billion. So I'm sure that is hampering things behind the scenes and i'm sure that's hampering day-to-day -day business at microsoft having this looming purchase because i know microsoft is huge and worth trillions of dollars but still 69 billion dollars that's a lot of capital to have to throw down so those huge concessions are them saying you know what we just want this deal to go through call of duty on nintendo call playstation here you go 10 years place that you can you can give us see what i love about the playstation plus thing is sure it can be on playstation plus but that's not going to be for for free. Micro PlayStation still going to pay, the, yeah. pay yes. them millions and millions Talk of dollars. It, so about it. Yeah. I mean, hey, I know people are upset about that, but if you're Microsoft, it, what does it matter? You're still it's going to be on Game Pass, and you're going to get millions of dollars from PlayStation if they want to put it on PlayStation Plus. Let's go. You're just swimming yeah. in that capital. So those concessions are all part of getting this deal across. But generally speaking, outside of really PlayStation being the most vocal. Obviously, they really don't want this deal to go through. We haven't seen any other major figure come out and say this is not bad. even Apple or Google for that matter. Uh, yeah, because Apple, Apple if you quiet. recall, yeah, they, they said they didn't have a problem with it in, in the Brazilian documents. If you recall, Apple was like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not that big of a deal. It's just another, you know, another purchase, you know. There, there are other big major tech competitors. Their biggest yeah. tech competitors aren't out there banging the drum because, again, I think they understand, well, this doesn't really impact me directly. And I think that's why PlayStation yeah. has been the loudest is because this does affect them directly in a big way because they put a lot of money into the uh, Call of Duty machine. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you know, real quick, shout out to Blind Mephisto says the new Vampire Survivors DLC is out. Get hyped. Yo, let's I go. Say, get addicted again because Yikes. Uh, that, one of my favorite games of the year. Honestly, one of my absolute favorite games. It is it is the it is the perfect portrait of pick up and play that you know what I'm saying? It, 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 it gives a challenge. There's always something new to do. A massive amount of characters, a massive amount of weaponry that you could master. Mm -hmm. uh, it is, it is again in Xbox Game Pass, one of those games that Xbox actually helped bring 
Uh, and and that, and that probably comes the way of um, you know, their indie arm uh, for 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 Xbox, uh, um, which is something I can't I can't remember what the heck it's called. Um, what is the indie arm? ID of, at Xbox. ID at Xbox. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's uh, obviously a huge part of Microsoft and Xbox. And to see a game like this come out and get the kind of fanfare, like I, I like I I bought the game. Like I, I wanted to give back to the, the developer, and I'm buying the DLC because it, it's why not support something like this? It's it's you know it's it's crazy how good this game is, but mm-hmm. I I want to get into what you see on your screen. Uh, now you haven't actually had a chance to play High on Life. This is by Squanish uh, Games. Um, this is uh, the you know penned by the the very very famous. Um, writer from Rick and Morty. Now, I'm not a Rick and Morty guy, folks. I'll be the first one to tell you. I've seen it. I think that it is. It's it's quite interesting, but it's, I just never got on board. Uh, but I can tell you that the writing in this game is phenomenal. Uh, if you now now, and what's interesting, Miles, uh, is that there were some people like, oh, I hate when the guns and the, and the knife and everything's talking. It's too it's too much talking. You can't shut that. You can't shut that off. There's an option for you to shut it off so they're not talking to you. So it was like, for instance, uh, like I, I don't want to ruin it, but this particular part had me rolling in my couch because you get here, something happens, and you and you're trying to be the good guy, but ultimately you have to be the bad guy, and then it's 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 hilarious. It is it's a lot of fun. Like I said, it's it's one it. it we were talking in the in the, in the green room. I said this game reminds me very much of an insomniac game. Very colorful, the palette is wide, very big wide. One thing I love about this game, it gives you a lot of wide shots, so you get a chance to see all of the environment in front of you. Besides your close, you know, your close quarter combat that you'll get. The I, I only have the the two weapons. Like I said, I'm only a couple hours in. I've upgraded the weapons for more ammo and a few things like that. They have like these 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 treasure chests that you have to stab open because they're like these living things and all the money gushes out of them. It's 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 hilarious. Um, and like I said, this is the game that for a lot of people, I I keep seeing it in on social media. Oh, look, another game that's a seventy or an eighty. You see, that's Xbox. And I and I think the problem with that, folks, is this. If all you want to play are 90 meta games, then your then your your ideology is is is, is skewed. Um, because I am absolutely loving this game. I love the humor, I love the graphics, I think it's gorgeous to look at. I think there is so much to do. There's side missions, there's secrets to find. Um you know, I I don't know how a game that's ranked an eighty is looked upon as trash, as we see. It, it, it's crazy to me, Miles. I know you haven't had a chance to to, to play it yet, but are, are you excited to play High on Life? Yes, absolutely. I've had it installed since launch day. Um, it's been one of my most anticipated games this year because, like the things you touched on, the, the colorful world. The first time we saw a glimpse of the world. That was the thing that got me most excited about it because, like you said, the color palette's so bright, so vivid. The the entire premise kind of reminds me of Oddworld Stranger's Wrath, where you have the weird living guns. Yes. Um, the, the cast of characters for the guns. I know some people are complaining about the guns constantly talking, but you have people like Tim Robinson, um, which if you haven't watched, I think you should leave on Netflix. 
absolute banger sketch comedy show. Absolutely love it. But the cast is stacked. And Justin Roiland, obviously, you know, not everyone loves his his brand of humor, but Rick and Morty, Solar Opposites, he's got a, a long track record of delivering stuff that people really like. And so with any game that leans into comedy, I figured it would be kind of polarizing because comedy and video games, it's hard. And some people, even if like some people like you think it's hilarious and then other people think it's really bad. And yeah. that's, I knew that would be the case. And that it's just kind of the, the polarizing nature of a comedy focused video game. But that being said, I'm going to try to squeeze in some time today. I'm definitely going to be playing it this weekend um, because it just, it looks fun. It looks really dumb. Like I keep seeing uh, the clips on Twitter um, of like space Applebee's and these weird garbage pail kids with like Frasier on them. And um, yeah, I do like Justin Roiland. You know, I'm not the biggest Rick and Morty fan in the world, but I do. Uh, I do appreciate some some Rick, uh, just, just some Justin Roiland. So I'm definitely checking it out. You know, and what's interesting is that uh, they put out uh, the Squanish Games put out a, a, a tweet the other day and said, hey, listen, folks, FYI for streamers. Uh, there are full length movies in here that you can watch, but they have nudity. So if you're going to stream it, watch out. And I thought that was hilarious. Uh, and real quick, folks, got to put a pause to the show for a second because my man, Miles Dompierre, are two subs away from 1K. We have nearly oh, 400 people here. Come on, folks. Do it for Boom. Do it for Miles. Let's get him over 1K live on the air like we did with the Iron Lords all those years ago. And look at the Iron Lords now. 15K strong. And who doesn't love the Iron Lords? Who doesn't love Miles Dompierre? Let's get two more subs. For, do it for boom do it for miles let's do it live on the air but uh, uh yeah this is this is this is one of those games for me miles that i'm super interested in um i i my problem right now and i and, and you know what i i want to make this like a kind of like a sidebar topic who's having a trouble finishing games in 2022 i mean for the love of joe i am playing a dark um Evil West. I'm going to say Dark Watch because that's what it reminds me of. Remember that old game, Dark, Dark Watch from way back in the yes. uh, Dark Watch yes, was amazing. <laughs> Capcom actually uh, uh, produced that. Uh -huh. um, not people don't know that. Um, but uh, I'm playing Gotham Knights, which reviews mean nothing to me. It's one of my favorite uh, Arkham titles, even though it's not you know technically an Arkham. It's one of my favorite Batman titles. Uh, Evil West is phenomenal. I'm playing this I'm playing Vampire Survivors. I, I I am I have folks. This is this is what's crazy, and this is what takes away from the stigma of Xbox gamers. You don't buy games. You live on Game Pass, which is a load of you know a load of s, right? Um, I bought and forgot Miles that I bought Midnight Suns and oh Need for Speed, and they're oh sitting my God. there. What are you doing to yourself? Like, I'm looking through my stuff of recent downloads, and I'm like, holy crap, I bought these two games, and I haven't even freaking started them. I don't know. I started back with Plague's Tale. I'm not playing through that. I'm up to Chapter 5. It is what a time to be a gamer, folks. I mean, it doesn't matter where you are. If you if, Like, for me, I game on everything. I play the Switch every day with Mrs. Boom. I talk about that all the time. We play Animal Crossing two, three hours. You know, we sell our turnips. We go to each other's islands. We have fun. We we love it. It's it's our it's it's our thing. Um, 
but I have Bayonetta. I have to get into the Pokemon that Miles Dompierre made me freaking <laughs> buy. Um, God of War. I haven't even started God of War. And it's not a console war thing. It's I just don't have the freaking time. Uh, Miles, are you having the same issue with, you know, there are just too many games? Dude, it's it's wild. Like you, I have so many games that I started and haven't finished. Plague Tale, loved it, was loving it. Something else came out, pulled me away. I haven't finished Plague Tale. Um, I haven't even started High on Life. I haven't even started Callisto Protocol. That was one of my most anticipated games this I'm year. At the, I'm at the last boss, and he's a real MF. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's so much stuff. I know a lot of people have talked about 2022 being slow. And I think if you are someone who primarily plays on Xbox and you primarily want first-party stuff, yeah, obviously, it's been really slow on the Microsoft side. Um, but if you play on multiple platforms or if you look at the AAA or the third-party and the indie space in particular, some of my favorite games this year have been indie. Nobody Saves yes. the World came out in January. You don't see anyone talk about that game right now, what, but that game the, was the, so the amazing. What is the Cult of Lamb? I have, to, of I, Lamb. I have to buy it. I'm going to wait for a sale. I know that's one of Phil Spencer's. By the way, you hit 1K. 1.1 live on the air. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate y'all. Thank you for smashing that sub button. <laughs> Congratulations, brother. But yeah, I, I Cult of Lamb is one. Did you play that? See, I didn't even play Cult of Lamb. And that's okay, another one yeah, that everyone was like, you need terrible. to play. Um, Immortality, another game that's right up my alley. Yeah. I've had a lot of my nerdy, heady horror friends be like, yo, you have to play this. Haven't played that. They're so many game. god of war ragnarok also haven't played dude it's it's bad it's bad out it's in these streets bad. i'm trying so desperately to catch up <laughs> and the more that we move into 2023 when you look at the start of 2023 i don't think i can that. ever get caught up dude oh my god yeah we're actually gonna actually we're gonna get into that because you know look um miles i i, I do want to move on to something that i think is incredibly important if you didn't know miles dompierre got a chance to go to the game awards which was that's got to be awesome i've only been to one e3 i am going this year i am going back uh to e3 2023 i've already secured my my airbnb uh as me and kaysante are going as, uh, yeah. you know, as a duo we're gonna check out all the you know we're gonna be there for the week um and uh you know i i have to ask miles because look as much as i love xbox right I will give them, as Kaysante says, the right should smoke that they deserve. Um, and not a lot of people really covered it. And I don't like being negative on the show, but I do like having conversations. So you yeah. were you were in the room. Um, a, a lot of a lot of big Sony uh, exclusives were shown. A lot of big Nintendo exclusives were shown. What didn't show up to the party was Microsoft. And uh, Jez Corden, good friend of yours, had said a couple of days before the event on the Xbox Two podcast, led by, of course, Randall Thor, friend of this program, um, that don't expect much. Now, a lot of people, you know, were disappointed, and I think rightfully so. Uh, now, you know, after after the Game Awards, we saw... Uh, someone like, uh, uh, you know, uh, Aaron Greenberg, friend of, of this show, as a matter of fact, and friend of the community at large. I mean, the guy is just a he's a rock star. He was out there trying to calm the fires and, and say, listen, folks, 
2023 is going to be bonkers. You, you, you know, we have so much to show you and stuff, stuff that you don't even, we haven't even showed yet. I'm telling you, it's going to be crazy for you. You know, someone that was there, you're, you're, you're rubbing elbows with all the, with everyone, you know, in, in your, in your media circle, were other people disappointed that Xbox didn't even show up? Yeah, I have to say. I was really excited to be at the Game Awards for right. the very first time. Um, also, I primarily play on Xbox. I play on everything. I'm very. I'm not. I'm not into the console war space. If you follow me on Twitter, you know that's kind of my energy. That being said, I I don't mind saying that Xbox is my preferred platform. It's where well, I me play too. the most. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah. And so I remember distinctly, like being in the crowd and having the big Nintendo moments. When you got Doug Bowser coming on stage and and joking about Kirby going mouthful mode to win <laughs> best family game of the year or whatever. Crowds erupting, crowds going crazy. Death Stranding 2. Oh my God. Anytime God of War was on the screen, the crowd was erupting louder than Elden Ring, even, which was wild. So you have all this huge energy behind every everything Nintendo and everything PlayStation related. And for me, the what's cool about the game awards is it brings everyone together. Like the Nintendo Directs, yeah. uh, State of Plays, the Xbox showcases, those are cool for the central fans. But what I like about the Game Awards is no matter where you play, you're tuning in. And so for Microsoft to be there only in a capacity of here's a Ninja ad, the day that Ninja has a bunch of bad PR for being an asshole on Twitch. Yeah, and much. Here, yeah. here's a Game Pass ad. Um with some game, with some yep. five seconds of some gameplay here and there. And it was hosted at Microsoft Theater. So Microsoft essentially paid for Nintendo and PlayStation to show their games. Yep. And I remember sitting in my seat and having the director of Final Fantasy 16 come out on stage, which was dope. Everyone yeah. is losing their minds in the crowd. Well, I mean, having... he's he's another one that's a, he's a he's an icon, dude. Yeah, I mean... he's an icon. He's a fashion icon. If you saw the drip that he was wearing, man. Um, so he gets on stage and he says, "I'm excited to prevent." present the final world premiere of the night and i was like oh my god xbox really isn't going to be here at all in right. any way shape or form and i i going into this i i wasn't expecting much but i thought redfall was it was a given i thought redfall the release date or a new trailer was just a given and then the show closed and xbox wasn't there at all yeah. and i gotta go talk to the people from xbox like sit with phil and sarah and a bunch of other folks and and talk to them. And obviously, you know, it wasn't going to sit there and grill them after the fact. But of course we, not. Yeah. We, we yeah. did talk about some stuff off the record in terms of, you know, what the strategy was there. So, yeah, that was um, the vibes were off for the Xbox fans after the show. Definitely. You could definitely feel it on Twitter and you could definitely feel it at the show because Paris was there. Um, we, we talked about it there. A lot of people were there. And that was a big well, pa topic. Paris was very vocal about that as well. He was on, on his social media page. Uh, talking about it, saying that it, yeah, that that he was even he was disappointed. Yeah, and it's again, Microsoft came out, and we've seen you know Aaron Greenberg say, "Oh, we're doing something soon," and so I don't know if we're going to transition into what we hope or want. Yeah, but I do we, have we, some we, thoughts on on that. Yeah, we 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 we're definitely going to do that for sure. Uh, I mean, uh, look, folks, uh, as you saw. Uh, you know, Microsoft uh, or Xbox has uh, the has given us the ability uh, that if we want to preload three of the the biggest games 
uh, starting off the first quarter of three months of the year in Monster Hunter Rise, Atomic Heart, and Wulong, all in Xbox Game Pass, all installable right now. Uh, they come out uh, Monster Hunter's January, uh, February is Atomic Heart, and um, March is uh, Wulong. Uh, again, all in Xbox Game Pass. Um, and uh, I'm seeing more people post on this about actually buying these games with Microsoft Rewards, which I've seen more times than not. Like if you're not if you if you're not getting your points on a daily basis, you are missing out, folks. Uh, because I have I get hundreds of dollars per year, uh, and I, I get free games left, right, and center. Um, mm-hmm. But um, you know what what I what I want to transition to is I kind of I kind of want to talk Miles about xbox game pass in 2023 but before we get to that i have to thank a few people in the chat first super chat of the day comes the way of jet fan 95 he drops a two dollar super chat and he says xbox needs to acquire squanish games i agree and i think uh once this deal is done you're going to see a lot of the small developers uh join xgs i, I really do I-, I i think there's a potential for a sobo i think there's a potential for an io interactive uh an avalanche studios uh, smaller studios like that, I can I can see joining the fray because gaming is be getting more expensive, um, and uh, being a small uh, being a small developer without a big publisher to back you is uh, getting a little bit risque, if you will. Uh, yes. Especially with the way everything is going up. I mean, look, I say this all the time. People make fun of me. You know, we we talk about video games, but we forget about what happens outside of outside of your you know your 50 your 65 inch screen right you know everything has gone up gas has gone up rent's gone up cream cheese has gone up you know everything everything continues to raise so as these things are raising these these same this besides for us you know the regular people well prices of making games Mm -hmm. the cost of gaming is is rising you know insurances are going up they have to insure their employees they have to pay their employees. They have to pay their employees uh, favor favorably, or they they go somewhere else, right? They gotta. So everything is going up. So it, it's it's unlikely. Uh, I'm not saying that everyone is going to be under Microsoft or, or or Nintendo or any of these big publishers. I think that you're going to start to see specifically Microsoft add smaller developers like this to their fray, and I think it would be it, it would be good for everybody involved. Uh, but uh, thank you for the super chat, brother. Space Davikin drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, Good morning, gentlemen. Two of the finest and nicest individuals on the industry. Thank you very much, sir. He says, <clears throat> Glad to see you guys today. Merry Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas to you, and thank you so much for the generosity, but of course, the kind words. Reverse World. Welcome to the show, brother. Hopefully you are subscribed to the channel. I've never seen that name before. And if you've been here, my apologies. He drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, maybe pre-warning by Xbox would have lost uh, TGA views. Well, I am going to say, and I think um, Miles might be able to back me up here, two days before. um, It was was, uh, Jeff Keighley came out and said that he had to make some adjustments that it was going to be a shorter show because things were removed. Miles, is it possible that those things, quote unquote, that were removed were from Xbox? Um, I don't know. I don't know that that's the case. I know there's a lot of theories about the whole FTC 
filing to block potentially yeah. impacting mm-hmm. the show. There's so much production involved with these shows. Like as you saw, there's a lot that goes into the flow. There's a lot that goes into the stage design. Yep. So so those kind of things can't really be changed on the fly, unfortunately. So I don't know that that was um, Xbox per se. Um, my theory right now is that Xbox wants to do their own thing. Um, so I think that that was maybe their plan all along and they didn't set expectations because they were running a lot of ads at the show. So, you know, obviously they want people to tune in and obviously they were a part of the show in some capacity, but, um, yeah, in terms of Xbox's stuff being the things that were pulled, eh, probably unlikely, but yeah, Uh, I mean, that makes perfect sense. And Jag Jaguar gaming, uh, network. Oh man. He drops a very generous two to, a two dollars super chat and he is unfortunately sick folks he's got rona and influenza you oh, got both oh man dude all i can say is get well thank you for being here brother hopefully that you don't have this going into the christmas holiday and that somehow or another your christmas miracle is that you don't get any sicker than you already are play some games have some chicken soup hopefully you'll start to feel better uh, but listen, uh, Miles, let's let's talk. Oh, we had one come in right right now from Drawn TJ, generous friend of the program. He says this: Hi guys, uh, they need to get Crytek and certain Affinity and Asobo and Focus Home Entertainment and the ones that you named off. Yeah, I think Focus is. I don't know about so much about that. Asobo definitely. Certain Affinity seems like a shoe in because they've been working with them for years anyway. So that's no big surprise. Um, and Crytek would be, that's a big one. Crytek's a big one because the Cry Engine is, that's still used massively by many people. That would be a, that would be a good business opportunity for Microsoft to add to their already stout list of, of engines that they currently own outside of what they have in house. Uh, that would definitely be a big deal. But I, I want to talk about, uh, Miles, um, Xbox Game Pass in 2023. I mean, we it, it is it is apparently going to be where it looks like it's going to be miles one of the biggest Xbox gaming years in the history of the brand, uh, and that's really saying something considering that next year the brand is 23 years old officially. Cool. Um, you know, we just we just said it moments ago that the first three major titles are Monster Hunter Rise from Capcom, which of course was uh, a Switch ex- uh, Switch exclusive. Uh, Atomic Heart, which is a new IP, uh-huh. which looks like it's going to give Bioshock a run for its money. And again, I'm you know we have to play it. Ken De- Ken Levine, don't come for me, brother. Um, and Wu Long, which I played about two or three hours of it with the demo that we that you were able to play. I very much enjoyed it and did get my rear handed to me by the one boss that I came at the end of the the demo. He was vicious. Um, and uh, it's 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 very much on the lines of Elden Ring. It's an El- it's, it, it, it is an Asian inspired Elden Ring, to to be quite frank. And I I absolutely love it. Um, and these are just the three first titles, but we know that we have Stalker Two. We know that we have Starfield. We got Forza Motorsport. We got Redfall. We got a bunch of other games that were delayed from this year into 2023 that are launching into Game Pass either as exclusives, Miles, or as just day and date there, and you can buy it everywhere else. What what are your personal expectations for next year for Xbox Game Pass subscribers? 
Yeah, so obviously you touched on the three biggest ones at the start that we know that are confirmed. Monster right. Hunter Rise, Let's Go, Monster Hunter World. We've heard Capcom talk about how that was a huge hit for Game Pass. So obviously they like Game Pass. Obviously they like Monster Hunter in Game Pass. And so we're getting that day and date, Let's Go. Uh, and then you have Atomic Heart. That has been one of my most anticipated games for years. I remember seeing the debut trailer years ago and, and thinking, yeah, this looks like a weird-ass Bioshock-style shooter. Let me play this. And every, you know, for years, we've been hearing no release date or delays. So it's nice to know that that's, for now, <laughs> coming in February. Whoa, Long, yes, Big Souls guy in March. Let's go. Also played the demo. Love that. Loved Neo. I know that's not on Xbox, but it has a lot of Neo vibes if you played that. Neo's fantastic. Uh, I put 60 hours into the first one, bought the second one, never got never never even started it, dude. This is a shame. It's it's I love the first one. And I'm I'm not a Souls guy, but I played it like Animusha, and that's why I enjoyed it. Yeah, so Xbox understands that with Game Pass, they need that pop. They need that pop every single month. And if you look at the raw volume of titles over the last several months, my God, dude. It's like 20 games a month, it feels like, that are coming yeah. to Game Pass. It's gotten to the point where even if I wanted to play every single one, I just can't. And that's kind of much like other streaming services. It's not about having games that subscribers need to play every one. It's about having something for everyone. And yeah. so Microsoft needs to have one big pop every single month, whether that's yeah. first party, whether that's third party, whether that's a partner game. We've seen them lean into Wolong. We're going to see them lean into Lies of P, which looks dope as hell. Uh, Flintlock is another one that looks really cool. Oh, dude, that that um, one I was one of my most anticipated because it gives me very uh, Assassin's Creed vibes. Uh, and I, 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 from the minute I saw it, I said, wow, this this looks like a winner. Uh, it's and, from and, the, the team that did Ashen, if any of you ever yes, played that. Um, yes, and it looks like fantastic. a huge yeah. glow up, a huge uh, increase to their production value. So really excited about that. So between that and then we know stuff like Redfall, Forza, Starfield, we have this, this cadence where they could potentially maybe finally deliver on that promise of having their one big third-party game per quarter or one big first-party game per quarter and then every other month giving you that game that gets you excited, keeps you subscribed. And as we know, the service has been, it's been growing, it's been doing well, but I think it's not, it has not been growing at the rate that they maybe originally anticipated because we know we had Satya's bonuses. A lot of the, the CEO's bonuses were tied to growth metrics that they did not hit. So they're still growing. It's still doing well, generally speaking. But that being said, based on those figures that they tied to those bonuses, they wanted this thing to grow a lot faster. And part of that is they haven't had a lot of big exclusives. They've had cool exclusives that I think have kept subscribers happy. I've been happy with Game Pass. I haven't had any major complaints. But when it comes to pulling new people in, you got to have those, those must-play games dropping into the service. So going into 2023, it's going to be consistent as hell. I have no worries about the consistency. I just hope that they have those big pops like Forza Horizon 5. I think that was the last time. And, and yeah, and Halo Infinite to some degree. But Forza Horizon 5, I think, was the moment where we saw the power of game pass when it comes oh, dude, to 25 million people have played that game. Yeah. dude. Yeah. It just everyone. I saw people who I'd never seen post about Xbox or post about a car game ever 
posting about Forza Horizon 5, talking about how they loved it. And that's the vessel that Game Pass can be. And that's the word of mouth virality that made Netflix so huge. Your orange is the new blacks, those things, your stranger things, the things that everyone is talking about. Xbox needs more of those. It just it just does. Yeah, it absolutely does. I, I got a list in front of me that I pulled from purexbox.com. January looks like this, folks. Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden, Monster Hunter Rise, Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition. That's your that that that's your four, your four bigs. Obviously, yeah. you got Atomic Heart in February, Wulong uh in March, but uh this is where the list starts to get like crazy. And as a fighting fan who has been begging for a Killer Instinct 2 proper, uh in the spring, folks, we got Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle and um Guilty Gear Strive for the first time in years on an Xbox console. It's been yeah. years Let's since, go. Uh, since that developer has put everything's been Sony, Sony, Sony. Uh, you got Minecraft Legends in the spring, Planet of Lana uh, in the spring, the case of ben- Benedict Fox, which has me super hyped for that game. Um, uh, Age of Empires 4, <clears throat> Age of Mythology Retold. Um, see what else I'm looking at here. Lies of P, Party Animals, Ravenlock, um, Minecraft replaced, Legends, Minecraft Legends, Stalker 2, uh, the Texas T- Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, that's right. Yeah, right up, let's right up go. Your alley. Yeah, Warhammer 40K, Dark Tide, which apparently is, is out on PC and is gorgeous. Absolutely looks crazy. Uh, and that uh, Hollow Knight Silk Song, Golden Eye. Um, oh, I forgot they secured Silk Song. Hi, yeah, diggity day. That's see, that's yeah, it's that's the stuff that you need. Those indie games that every Nintendo Direct ever people are like, Oh, this is the one, this is the Silk Song one, it's coming. And so, for Xbox to get that at their show and get that in Game Pass, that that was a moment that showed that they're serious about having those marketing pops with Game Pass, in my eyes. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, thanks to uh, Sony being Sony, we know that they are at least at 29 million on console, right? That was put out there by Sony in their uh, their documents. I don't think Microsoft was too happy with that, but we, we you know, w- if you consider that they may have another million and a half, maybe two, on PC uh, Game Pass, that's that's over 30 million, uh, and obviously, you know. We saw this happen with Disney. Disney, uh, you know, Disney Plus didn't jump off the page right away. It, it, it took a while for them to get to their 50 million. Now that I think they're close to 100 million subscribers. And that's because of the content. Content is king. Microsoft finds themselves in a position where um, they are uh, locking up these. Uh, and, you know, it's funny. We talked about it last night about, you know, you know, Brad Smith. Brad Smith came out and said, uh, you know, we tried peace and that didn't work. Right. Which obviously some people took as a threat saying, oh, well, you know, if you, if you can't have peace, what do you have? You have war. Give, um, so they wanted to give peace a chance, you know, peace a chance. Right. They wanted to, you know, say, hey, listen, let's just everyone work together. And and apparently that that's not what happened. Um, so, of course, my question last night, I'll, I'll pose it to you before we get on out of here, because we're, we're closing in on the 60 minute mark. And this is usually just about a 70 minute show. Um, you know, my question last night was, you know, with everything already coming to Xbox Game Pass, Miles, and hearing, you know, that Microsoft is it is all in on gaming. Like, they, they are here for real. This is considered to be as important to Microsoft as Windows operating system is for that company. Game Pass, uh, Microsoft's Xbox 
You know, it, it, it is a big part of the company now. Do they double down in uh, locking up content like Sony? And then I thought about it. I said, you know what? They don't have to lock up content. They just have to put content onto Xbox Game Pass. Do you think that they're, they, they could do more than what they're already doing? That's, that's a good question. That's an interesting question because in my eyes, they are doing a lot with Game Pass. And they're putting a lot of games. Sure, they could do more. I was joking about you know, ahead of Elden Ring, pay, pay the absurd. I was, I threw around a figure that people kind of laughed at. And I said, 500 million would be the, the going rate for Elden Ring. Yeah. Uh, in hindsight, shit, that would have been such a big deal for yeah. Game Pass. If you had the biggest game, the game of the year, one of the biggest launches of all time. So could they do stuff on that level? Sure. Is it going to cost them a lot? Absolutely. Um, so I don't know that we're going to get stuff that big, but like you touch on people say all right well xbox needs to take more exclusives they need to pull things make it exclusive to game pass we've seen them do it with high high on life we've seen it yeah. uh stalker 2 will be uh i think it's a weird three month exclusive mm -hmm. yeah it's, I, it's, it's weird yes it's, it's like three months yeah I think it's yeah like so it's whatever but when i look at game pass that has the potential to pull people in more organically than just forcing someone to buy something. Cause as we know, as, as humans, it's in our nature. We don't like to be forced to do anything. Right. If, you, if you tell me to do something, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to do it. We right. saw it with the connect. People got really mad that the connect was bundled into the Xbox one. So instead of just doing it, they said, no, I'm not buying your damn Xbox. And that's kind of the, the, the position I think they could be in if they start just pulling things away. But if you say, all right, you can play it wherever you want, but we're going to sweeten that deal on Xbox. You get you get to play it in this nice little subscription service over here. In mm -hmm. addition to all these other things, I think as a customer, as just a, an average person who looks at the value proposition and yeah. looks at games costing $70 a pop and knows that Microsoft moving forward is going to be charging $70 for their biggest games. I mean, I think that just has more potential to draw people in because they want to be there not because they have to be there and um i know some people want microsoft to be more aggressive with exclusives and maybe they they can and will be um but i don't know that they necessarily need to as long as they keep getting noteworthy games because the quality of a game and the excitement of a game does not change whether or not it's in game pass or not in my eyes yeah i i agree I think that, uh, you know, you, you mentioned the words value proposition. Uh, I think that that could not have been said at a better time when you consider that right now for a lot of folks, money is harder to put on into the bank account. And when it's harder to put in a bank account, it's harder to do things like pay your rent, pay your car insurance, pay your mm -hmm. utility bills. And if those three things plus food uh, are hard, well, gaming or entertainment miles is completely wiped off. Uh, it wiped it's, it, it, entertainment 10 out of 10 times is the first thing to go if money is an issue because, well, you these other things are vital to your, your human survival. So gaming will have to be, you know, put to the side. So that's that. See, that's that. That's one of the things. And I've been championing uh, Microsoft for this. Uh, for years since Game Pass uh, and its inception, because what it allows for is, and this is my biggest thing, folks. Like I come from very humble beginnings, and I've, I put it out there where where my fam my family was not my 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 we were 
just about middle class. And that's when my pop had work. He was a construction worker. He had his own business. You're always chasing work. When the work is there, if anyone is a construction worker, it's plentiful. When it's not, you're shit out of luck, right? So my pop had to figure out different ways to, to make money. He drove a cab. You know, he did different things. But at the end of the day, we always had food on the table, you know, clothes on our backs, roof over the head. And gaming wasn't, a, you know, wasn't really a thing back then. Now, you turn around and you look at Xbox Game Pass and you're saying, wait a second. For 15 bucks a month, and in some cases, if you only want uh, the $10 version, you can do that too. You're getting this plethora of games, and I think that that is a big deal. I think the, the $70 proposition is a lot of people don't want to pay it. And, you know, a lot of people are like, what, what, what? I mean, because think about it, you know, and this is, this is what's crazy, folks. Think about this for a second. The three first games of Xbox Game Pass this year are Monster Hunter World, a Monster Hunter Rise, I should say, Atomic Heart, and Wulong. I'm no mathematician, folks, but at bare minimum, if they're 60 bucks a piece, that's $180, right? If they're 70 bucks, well, then you just do the math. That's $210. You get all of these for $15 a month. You know, you're onto something, Miles. You're onto something for sure. Yeah, it's again, like. Obviously, people want big Microsoft games, and Microsoft hasn't delivered that. We right. look at 2022. They're coming off the back of one of their weakest, probably their weakest year ever in terms of exclusive content. And so people are frustrated. There's the meme of, you know, just wait till next E3. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be the mm -hmm. one. That's going to be our year. And so I understand for that fans are frustrated. I, I totally understand. Um, but when I look at Game Pass as someone who looked at other subscription services and how they changed my spending. I remember yeah. signing up for like Spotify premium or YouTube music and these, these services that completely changed my, my spending habits. And, and, you know, it didn't reduce the amount of music or movies I could consume. It actually increased it. And I was paying less. And, you know, as a human being who <laughs> needs to factor those things in, I think it's safe to say that we all want to spend less where we can. And so I think that's that's the kind of strength of Game Pass. And that's going to be the strength of Game Pass going into 2023 as long as they remain consistent. And if they can deliver your Redfalls, your Starfields, and those come out and absolutely crush in the way that Xbox fans need them to, um, that's only going to grow the service. And then the whole narrative that you see online of, and again, I think this really only exists in the console war bubbles, but you know the whole Game Pass, oh, just mid-filler, indie-filler, blah, blah, blah. Um, Th those arguments are just going to go away because there's not going to be any any basis or foundation for them to exist in a, in a logical sense. Yeah, you know what what's what's ultimately is going to happen is what we saw happen with uh, with Sony in their games. Like like when they would put out uh, when they when they would put out their first party uh, games and you know their big ones, uh, all of the second and third party games, even the smaller indie games, would be would be uh, risen up. By the success of the big games that's what's going to happen next year to a lot of the smaller titles for xbox uh you know when the redfall comes out and hopefully it's a hit when starfield comes out and slams when uh motorsport comes out and says you know this is how you make a racer and people are just going crazy games like benedict fox and smaller games like uh like uh, warhammer 40k that not everyone knows what that is i know what that is but not a lot of people know what that is so when you start to see these big bombs come out 
all of these smaller games are going to be elevated, then Stalker 2 is going to be a part of the conversation because it's an exclusive at jump, right? You're gonna, you know, you're gonna you're gonna get something like Atomic Heart come out, and you're like, wait a second, 70 bucks over there, but over here it's 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 10 and 15 bucks. I'm coming over here to play. You know, and obviously to Christmas Eve, it was announced that the Series S is one ninety nine, right? Is it, I mean, or, or is it two? Is, uh, yeah, it, it's two fifty. I think it's two fifty. It's two fifty dollars yeah. off, so it's two forty nine until Christmas Eve. Not not a bad deal for a next gen console that can right. Listen, let me catch up on the last super chats. We'll get everyone the H out of here. Obviously, congratulations on hitting one K live on the air, Miles. That is awesome. Now we build from here, right? Now we get you back to the 25 K that you had while you were <laughs> under the umbrella of, of uh, Windows Central Gaming. Uh, Danny Passion Official drops a $2 super chat and says, I can't wait for Atomic Heart and Lies of P. Yeah, Lies of P looks so yes. good. Oh, my God. Um, we also have Chris McComb drops a very generous two-pound super chat and says, what is the ceiling price for Game Pass per month? Um, I, you know, I mean, it, well, it's $15 now. I, I don't see them increasing it next year. I, I mean, some people do. I don't. I think that that could be, folks, one of the concessions uh, that they get from the CMA and from the EU on top of already what they're offering. They might, they might say, hey, listen, uh, you guys can't raise ga- Game Pass for three years or two years. And Microsoft would be like, yeah, okay, no problem. It's fine. And 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 maybe that happens as well. That that was one of the things that Hogue Law was talking about. Could very well come to for, uh, fruition. Uh, Chris uh, Lex drops a very generous five dollars super chances. Hey, boom! Long time listener. Well, thank you for that, brother. Definitely appreciate it. He says, "I would like to see Microsoft chill on public companies and focus on private. Less eyeballs. Love the content. Yeah, I'm. I'm I, I would like to see that more, more as well. Uh, it would have to go in front of the FTC if they're not publicly traded and they're privately owned. Um, they would have to go to another uh, entity that would would pass these things with no problem because it's, it's at the end of the day it's just business. Um, but Miles, listen, brother, let's get you on out of here. You got to sell your brand. You got to tell everyone where they can go and check out Miles Dompierre on YouTube. Subscribe. Get your pass. You know, like I said, we, you, you got to the 1K today. Now it's 10K. That's the goal. That's what we're fighting <laughs> for. Uh, talk about it. And where can people reach out to you on uh, social media? Boom. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate everyone hanging out, joining in the conversation, showing some love on the channel. So, yeah. Um, I work over at Windows Central. Um, a lot of you probably know me from that, um, mm-hmm. but I started a new channel, youtube.com slash Miles Dompier, and I'm doing a lot of just regardless of where you play. If you play on Nintendo or if you play on PlayStation or if you play on Xbox, it allows me a, a, an avenue to talk about anything gaming, which is cool. It also lets me talk about horror movies, uh, big horror movie fans. So if you're into horror stuff, that will be over there as well. And then Xbox Chatterdays, my, my long-running Xbox-centric podcast, will be hosted on that channel as well. So if you want to keep up to my up to date with my video stuff check that out appreciate all the new subs appreciate y'all helping me hit a thousand on the show uh it's been going for about a month so excited really excited to kind of do my own thing and if you want to get a hold of me on social media i'm mostly on twitter at miles dompierre and that's it that's it well listen thanks so much for joining me for 70 minutes to talk video games we hit a lot of high points we opened up with some breaking news got to close out with some uh housekeeping if you will Folks, tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, you know what I'm going to say. It is the fifth annual Christmas 
with Mr. and Mrs. Boomstick. That's right, folks. It's our fifth annual uh, you know, Christmas event, but we're doing it different this year. We're giving away $1,000 in two hours. That's right. Oh, $100 gift cards. And we're even taking it a step further, folks, because if you want to buy something for that someone special and you're one of the winners and you say, boom, I really can't use the Xbox gift card or I can't use a $100 gift card to you know, PlayStation Network or Nintendo um, uh, eShop, I would rather have the $100. Guess what we're going to do? We're going to send it to you. We're going to send you $100 in cash via PayPal only. Only PayPal. We will pay the transfer fee. We will pay the, the, the denominational fee if you are outside of the United States. All you got to do is give us your PayPal information. We send it over there and you get your money and you get your cash and you do with it as you see fit. But yes, the first $500, folks, is being doled out to, uh, to channel members. That is exclusive to channel members. The second half of the show, the second hour of the show, anyone that is in the chat gets a shot at $100 to your choice of platform or, like I said moments ago, the cash value of that $100 because we know that it's tight for a lot of people. This is our way of giving back. And by the time this contest is done, Miles Dompierre, Mrs. Boomstick and I will have doled out $3,500 worth of prizes in 2022. And that is our own money. We are not funded by anybody, but the people, when you drop super chats, we tuck them away. When you drop uh, with the monthly channel memberships, five and $10, we tuck it away. And that's why we've had so many contests this year. And we're going to close out on a big one tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join us for the annual, the fifth annual Christmas with Mr. and Mrs. Boomstick. That is going to do it, ladies and gentlemen, for X-Vlog Live this Thursday. Thanks to all of the Super Chats that came in. The chat had well over 400 people here. That is amazing. Hopefully, you enjoyed the banter. And, of course, I'm going to close out the show, folks, with something that's important to me. Hopefully, one day will be important to you. That's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you, you're going to have. An awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of X Vlog Live.